Hey guys, welcome to the Live Moirai podcast. Uh, I'm Cody Liu, and I'm joined by Eric Elliott. Hey guys. And Carrie Swift. Hi, what's up? Uh, welcome to episode two um, of our podcast. Um, in the first episode, we sort of um, regurgitated a little bit about ourselves um, so that you guys could get to know us a little better. Now we're going to talk about, uh, for today's episode, our actual facility. We mentioned it kind of briefly. Um, in the first episode. So Eric and I are the full-time coaches at CrossFit Moirai in Chestermere, um, and Carrie is um, the owner, along with her husband. Um, so we're going to talk about um, our facility, how it came to be, um, why we love working here and what we love about it, and sort of where we're headed and, and sort of our, our, I guess you can call it mission statement or what, what we're trying to accomplish um, here at the gym. Um, and since we're sort of going to hark back to the origins of the gym, we should probably start with the owner, Carrie. I get to talk. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so what is Moirai and where did we come from? Um, so as I mentioned in the last episode, um, I had started CrossFitting, I guess that would have been in 2013. I started in 2013. Um, spent a good amount of time at Curry Barracks before we moved to Chestermere. Um, and I remembered saying to Kyler, I like had his heart set on Chestermere. And I remember saying to him, I'm only moving to Chestermere if there's a CrossFit gym. I had fallen in love with this CrossFit thing and I won't go somewhere where I can't do it. <laughs> and lo and behold, there was no CrossFit gym yeah. in Chestermere and somehow we moved here anyway. Yeah, so it's a sort of, if you build it, they will come type <laughs> thing. I guess so, yeah. So uh, I, when we moved here, I was, I guess I was like six months pregnant at the time. So I stopped CrossFitting. Um, I went to Anytime Fitness like three times because um, that's what there was here at the time. And then after Sevi was born, I started doing CrossFit in Inglewood. Um, and like I mentioned last time, I just like, I hardcore fell in love with the community and the progressive nature of the sport and how you weren't just going and doing three sets of 10 reps and checking your weight on the scale and that was it. There were goals to go after and kind of like a path and a journey in front of you. Um, and you were doing it alongside people who were the same as you and people who um, supported you. So, but I was, I was driving half an hour each way to go to CrossFit every day, so that turned into a, a two-hour ordeal for a workout instead of <laughs> just one hour. Um, so a couple months into my mat leave, we were sitting there watching TV one night, and I turned to Kyler and I said, so, um, uh, so what would you think if we open a CrossFit gym? And I like immediately expected him to be like, are you crazy? Uh, but without even skipping a beat, he went, sure. I think that's a great idea. Had Tyler done CrossFit at this point? <laughs> no, no. And so he said, well, if you're going to open a CrossFit gym, I should probably get into CrossFit too. So he, <laughs> that's uh, a good idea. Yeah. he, he works downtown. His like career job is in downtown. So he started going to Cityscape. Um, and actually, like totally coincidentally, in the baby group that we were a part of, I was at a play date with this mom whose son was born like two weeks before Sevi, and we had been spending our mat leaves all together. Um, and I was at a play date with this mom, and she mentioned that she and her husband were in the process of opening a CrossFit gym, and they were part of the team that founded um, Cityscape. So we had a really good connection there and people to talk about and people to share their journey with us. Um, but that's where Kyler started going, and that's where he learned CrossFit I guess about four years ago um has Cityscape been open that long I think maybe th maybe not four maybe three wow. and a bit I mean it could be I just I, I don't know I just 
it's still cityscape still, still feels like a really new gym to me but I guess because I left my job downtown like two years ago two almost three years ago and they were already open when I was working downtown so yeah, yeah that so makes maybe, sense maybe it wasn't four maybe it was three but it was a while ago yeah um so so then I spent the you know the rest of my mat leave because I, I knew that my my corporate job my career job that I was in before there was a lot of change going on the company had just been purchased by a company that um, operated quite differently and I knew that the job that I had come to know and love was going to be completely different when it was time for me to go back to mat leave so that was another kind of factor in the decision to to open the gym um, m- my job previously was you know, business management, operations management, um, finances, all that kind of stuff. And I loved that piece. What I didn't love, I was in call centers, so what I didn't love was at the end of the day, I didn't change anybody's life. Nobody was like, oh, man, my call center definitely made a difference in my life today. <laughs> um, nobody says that. Everyone loves a good call center. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was really looking for somewhere where I could build something and, and grow something and create something, but and it didn't have to change the world, it just had to make a difference to individual people. And so um, that's part of the reason why a CrossFit gym m- meant so much and made so much sense to me, um, because it did have that opportunity to help people find something that, that they loved. Um, so I spent the remainder of my mat leave kind of building a business plan, um, figuring out how we were gonna get here. Um, Chestermere is a, a unique place in that Finding space to open a business is really, really, really difficult. Um, and then, you know, one thing led to another. We looked at a ton of commercial spaces, none of them were right. And then all of a sudden the stars aligned and there was previously a gym in this space in the rec center that um, left fairly unexpectedly and they needed a, a new tenant and we're kind of looking for another gym and we ended up here. Um, we really like being in the rec center because um, it's it's central and there are so many other things that go on in the rec center people drop their kids off for hockey or dance or preschool and then you come and work yeah. out um, but more importantly than that we get to be a part of something that's part of the community our you know our rent money is not going to a big corporation our rent rent money is going back into recreation and back into the community so all of those reasons we love we love that we ended up here um, now I forget what I was talking about um, we're just just how how the gym started. Um, yeah, so that's how we ended up here. Um, um, I started coaching back when I was at Inglewood, so I coached a little bit. Um, but oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that. I did not know that. Oh yeah, I, a little bit, like mm. a very little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. So then we opened the gym. We finally got open. We targeted to open kind of in March or April of 2016. And just like any good renovation and any good business startup, yeah, you there, were, there were delays because <laughs> that's the way it goes. And so we opened our very first class was May 9th, 2016. Um, and I still remember our, our first class of the day was at 6.30. Was it 6.30 or 6? I can't even remember. But I remember like like waiting here for people to come in for that class. And I still remember that class had um, bear crawl and air squats and something else. But I just remember people being sore from bear crawl for days. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. How much bear crawl was it? 
seven laps around the rig or something insane like that. No, seven rounds, and I think oh. there was like two laps around the rig. That's like seven it laps. Was, it was a ton of bear crawl. A thousand feet. Oh, man. Um, so anyway, that's, that's kind of the story of why we're here and how we came to be. Um, obviously, there's been so much growth and change and evolution since that first day that we opened, and we're still kind of evolving and changing, but that's the story of how we got here. Right. Cool. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, I know, um, I know, Eric. You haven't. You've only been working here since what September? Yeah, and like that was the one thing I was wondering too. Like, it, if you haven't been here, it's a nice facility. Like we have yeah. a lot of good equipment. What was the? Did you buy everything in one shopping cart, or did you buy like? Did you piece together everything over the years? Um, a little bit of both. So for about the first two weeks that we were open, none of our equipment was actually here. We had a rig, and that was and that was it. It. I think maybe I had like a couple dumbbells that I got from Fitness Depot. I can't remember, but we didn't have our equipment, and yeah. I I remember at first being like super frustrated and stressed out about that. Um, but when you open a brand new CrossFit gym, you might have like five experienced CrossFitters. Yeah. Nobody else has ever picked up a barbell before. Right. So yeah. it was totally okay yeah. that we didn't have our barbells and weights. Um, I think most of the equipment we have now we started with, but we've added things over time. Sure. Um, we, well, <laughs> right around the open two years ago, we added a ton of dumbbells. Sure. Just like every yeah. other CrossFit gym. <laughs> um, and we have other stuff that we're going to add. Thanks, Dave Castro. Right. right. Next thing, yeah. I'm, I'm scared for the next thing he's going to tell us we need for the Open this year. Um, yeah, so more like more or less, the gym is recognizable now from when we started. Yeah. Um, speaking of the barbells, mm-hmm. um, I like our barbells. They're very nice. But they're like the other than actually most almost every CrossFit gym I've been to uses rogue barbells. Mm-hmm. Where did you get? our barbells from. um so we got almost all of our equipment through um the company that supplied our rig through fire breathers fire breathers oh, cool. um and so chris has a company out of i guess mississauga that he works with i think it's called xtc fitness maybe i could totally be making that I up i think yeah i think i know what you're talking about because yeah. i think i've seen their brand around a little bit yeah so it's all like i don't think we have any rogue stuff but it's all like good quality yeah. stuff that they, um, you know, they work mostly with micro gyms like ours. Totally, that's that's really cool. Yeah, because I mean, most of the CrossFit gyms I see, and because especially in the beginning, I'm sure it's just a, like a really small market that Rogue mm-hmm. sort of like cornered. Yep. Um, that you'll basically see all Rogue equipment. Yeah. Well, we all knew, over all the gyms. Yeah, we knew that we needed a custom rig just because of like. The, the height of our ceilings and the, right. the space that we needed two rigs because of that like big support beam right in the middle so we started working with Chris kind of right away because we knew he could, he right. could come see our space, he's local he could make a custom rig um, and then we were planning to get our stuff from Rogue but we were actually able to get it through him for a little bit less expensive. Oh sweet um, 12 feet is our rig? Yep. Yeah yeah, because of our like slanted ceiling, yeah, we can go all the way up to fifteen feet over there. On the tall end and then on the short yeah. end, it's yeah. That's why our okay. ropes are on that side of the room. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Interesting. Um, I was gonna ask something, um, and then I got onto the barbell thing and totally forgot. Where we're headed? Yeah, well, I mean, well, we can't talk about that. So. 
Uh, let's first talk about why we all, like, sure. so obviously no one ends up opening a CrossFit gym or coaching CrossFit for the money. It's just, <laughs> yes. it's not a thing. I think the th all of us on this couch right now can agree that uh, the ultimate plan when we first started was like, I'm going to get so rich exactly doing yeah, this. I don't, so, I don't drive my Lamborghini to work. Yeah. So if that's the case, <laughs> why are we all here? Um, for myself, um, I guess you can't see me. I'm Cody. That's who's talking right now. Um, but for me, um, I know that I, I realized I, it was, and while I was sort of participating as like a member of a gym and doing all this kind of stuff, that um, everything, everything just kind of went back to um, CrossFit and the gym. And it's like, I would go to work, meh, whatever, didn't really, just kind of like zombie my way through my job um, and just like couldn't wait to get back to the gym and then get back to the gym. And then I started getting sort of better at some of the movements um, to the point where like a couple people like in class would ask me like, oh, like how do you do that? Or like, do you, do you know how I can do this better? And like through like kind of just being helpful, I guess, um, you know, just told people like, well, this is what I do. Uh, and it seems to work and then they kind of found some benefit out of that and so then I thought oh like maybe I can like coach part-time or something like on weekends or something just to make a little extra cash and again just spend more time at the gym because that's all I was doing anyway um, and so yeah and then started like I said I didn't get a job in the first episode I said I didn't get a job till a year after my level one so I kind of just spent my time you know still working doing my job do a going to class and doing the wads like normal um, and then an opportunity came up to do some coaching and I started doing that and I found that um, it was super super rewarding and super fun um, helping helping people um, not only just like fix their technique or, or any of that kind of stuff but like when when you when you help somebody out and they get a PR and they get super excited um, that's like one of the best feelings in the world to me um, more so than my own PRs, especially since I don't PR ever anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you just got super like sappy and emotional, and then <laughs> and then ruined it. Um, but yeah, like I I love peop seeing people accomplish things um, that either they didn't think they could, or or in a way that um, that well exceeds um, their own expectations. I think um, it's a super uplifting thing. Um, and it, it it translates into into things outside of, of these four walls where um, you know you some people think like oh I never thought in a million years they could do a pull up and then all of a sudden you know they spend some time they work at it and then they start to get pull ups or something like that and all of a sudden they think oh if I can do that you know then maybe um, you know this this goal at their job that they thought was unattainable can be can be something that they that they can achieve if, if they worked hard um, at it uh, the same way they do with the gym and all that kind of stuff so um, I found and then I started to find that that's those those that feeling of fulfillment I guess and achievement um, well outweighed anything I was doing in any of my other jobs like I was a bartender for a, la a long time and you know the only real sense of a fulfillment and achievement I got was the cash that I got at the end of the night um, and so and things like that and then like working downtown which was also a good job but again I was just you know basically running around 
um, as a gopher for people, doing things for doing this and that and whatever people needed, and wasn't uh, wasn't getting a whole lot of fulfillment out of that. Um, and so when I left those things to do CrossFit, people thought I was crazy, but um, I knew that if I just kind of kept doing it and I kept falling more and more in love with it, um, that eventually I'd I'd find something that would uh, that would basically fill I guess fill that void you could call it yeah. um, and I did yeah I mean like I'm super lucky to actually have a full time job in CrossFit for yeah that's super rare yeah super rare um, yeah at that's like why I didn't think I was qualified <laughs> yeah uh, at a great facility with great people um, you'll you'll probably hear a common theme throughout this whole thing about um, the people in the community which is a a huge part of what we do and, and part of why it's um, so easy to fall in love with because I know when I first started CrossFit there was a group of people that um, a small group of people that said hey like do you want to come work out with us um, and then so I kind of like uh, got in with these people and um, it, it just made things a lot more fun and I think that's also one of the biggest things is that I have a ridiculous amount of fun at my job um, which you don't get um, in most cases, I feel. I don't know what yeah. you guys. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, for me, like, I'll try to keep mine a little bit briefer because uh, a lot of the things you said encapsulate a lot of what I like about what I do and why I like to work out and things like that. For me, it was, like, a lot more of an emotional side to it and a lot more, like, mental health. I was stuck at a job. I hated working 50 hours a week that I was getting paid for, like, 35. And even then, it yeah. was, like... As you can, as you've probably read over the headlines, there's not a lot of journalists who are making a lot of money. Um, not that I ever got into it because I wanted to make money. I got into it because I liked sports and I thought I could change the way people looked at things um, and change people's opinions on things. Um, but I found very quickly that I wasn't happy in what I was doing. It was just through talking to a counselor that it was like, she asked me the very simple question of like, if you won the lottery tomorrow, what would you do? And I was like, if I, if I won tomorrow, I would easily open a gym and live in the gym for the rest of my life. Yeah. She's like, got a couch. You can yeah, sleep it's here. true. <laughs> I have slept in a, not this gym, oh, like overnight. That's interesting. But like, um, at my, at my, the previous gym I worked at, they also like most gyms will have couches and things like that. Mm -hmm. But like I would bartend till, two three in the morning i have to coach at six so i would go straight to the gym from work and just sleep on the couch wait till one of the until my until my classes started yeah um yeah so that's what that's kind of what i jumped into and over like over the, since quitting that job you know i worked basically from a bartender like cody i made a lot of money doing it um and then also as a zamboni driver where i made a lot of money <laughs> yes oh um, my god you're so canadian right and, and then a greenskeeper in the summer like but I got into this because I wanted to, when I changed who I was, I kind of found, I kind of found in my early 20s, I guess I'm still in my early 20s, depending on who you ask, um, I found out who I wasn't, and that's kind of how, how I found out who I was. Um, so through doing a lot of the things that I found out that I, I didn't like or who I wasn't as a, as a person, I started to figure out the things that through CrossFit I enjoyed and um, like the difference in terms of improving your mental health at the gym or um, helping helping myself like the feeling of getting a new PR like it's mm -hmm. it's one of the best feelings in the world and then 
when I was able to do that for another person, it quickly made your hair stand on edge when you're coaching. And I, I still find there's a lot of moments like that when I'm coaching today, um, where you're like cheering someone on and you can see in their eyes that they didn't think they could do something and then they go and do it. That that's what makes me and probably Cody or anyone else come through the walls of the gym, you know, at like 5.30 in the morning or whatever time it happens to be. Because as much as I am a morning person, 5.30 is still really early. Yeah. <laughs> like when I suggested you work out at 5.15 this morning and yeah. got zero response. I was like, <laughs> nope, no, nope. that's not even like an option. No. Um, I've, been, I've been coaching for four years. Um, and like early morning classes, almost the entire time of like almost my entire coaching career, because that's usually just the times that are available at most gyms as a yeah. part-time coach, um, unless you do like a couple evenings, but like those are usually filled up. But um, And like not – a single day has been easy, easier than any other to get up that early <laughs> and get to the gym. I'm just not a morning person whatsoever. Mm -hmm. And like there's other days when I'm like bumping to get to the gym, but at no point does like 18.1 entice me at 515. <laughs> That's the reason I got out of bed this morning. Yeah. You have to be a special kind of crazy to hit that time of the morning. Yeah. Yeah. We have our crazies at 515. They're all awesome people um, and much better people than I for doing anything physical that early in the morning yeah you guys are insane but, but yeah that's kind of how i got into it and why i love to be here i guess sweet um so now Wait, i want to say what i love oh yeah about sorry it. sorry my turn again <laughs> um the things i love about my job come down to like two words one is change and one is connection yeah um change because everything is always changing but if we can help people make change for the better um then that that's what kind of gets me out of bed in the morning, aside from 18.1. Um, but seeing people, whether it's a physical change, a health change, a mental change, I didn't realize when we opened this gym, oh my God, I didn't realize what uh, a mental and emotional place this would be, not just a physical place. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. the, the benefits that I've seen kind of like for, for my own emotions and mental health or other people's emotions and mental health or you know the good days the bad days the tears in the gym the the laughter in the gym um you don't go to good life and that get that kind of mental and emotional response for sure um crossfit and um and the, and the people who are drawn to it and the people who are here within these four walls um just that's where i see a lot of change and that's a change that drives me um, yeah every day the connection thing is like it's it's truly something you don't get until you're here yeah because like you you talk about like your comparison to good life can you imagine going to like you know a buddy in the corner is doing like a bench press and he hits a bench <laughs> press and you go over and high five him and he's got his yeah. buds in like the looks you'd get like, who yeah. are you well um when we were recording some of those spotlight videos that um that we had our members record mm -hmm. um i was asking justin some questions about you know, all the questions we had for those spotlight videos. And he started talking about how he had to explain to his coworkers why the hell he was going to <laughs> a Christmas party at his gym. Yeah. <laughs> like th this is, it's a social place too. And, Absolutely. Yeah. and so going back to that connection piece, um, the number of conversations that people have here that mean something that change them in a way that sparks something inside them yeah. that make them laugh that make them cry that make them want to be better that make them angry maybe like there's all different kinds of connection that happen mm. here um people make friends with people they normally wouldn't outside of the gym yeah. um i don't usually hang out like 
let's go pick on Russ again. I don't <laughs> normally hang out with like almost fifty year olds. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're all when I here. volunteer, sure I do. <laughs> what at the old folks' house? <laughs> yeah, we're just kidding, Russ. Um, but uh, but the kind of people who are drawn to this sort of environment all have something in common. It may not be the type of work they do or where they live or their age or you know their personalities, but there's something about them that connects them here. Yeah, as soon as you join here, like you, you have an instant friendship with a hundred other people. Yeah, yeah. Like that's what I noticed. Like as a twenty-four-year-old, most people aren't in that place where they're, you know, not partying on weekends and things like that. But you instantly come here, and it's like you, everyone else is like-minded in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. You have totally. a, you have a conversation you can start with right out the bat. Yeah, and going back to like what you were saying about Justin's comments, like at say like a good life or a world health or a conventional gym I guess like unless you show up with the people you're working out with you're not talking to anybody else mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, within that and then like how many places when you walk in they address you by name without you having to scan your little barcode and your file coming up yeah, on the sure. computer yeah. right um, uh, yeah and I think one of the biggest parts, like I said, when I started, there was just like a small group of people that said, hey, like come over here and work out with us. And I kind of just like made friends with them right off the bat. Um, things like that, um, I think are super important. Um, not only um, for like our community aspect, but for, for just keeping people engaged. Cause like you walk, you know, you join a gym, you join, I know when I joined Good Life, I, I spoke to a personal trainer who tried to get me to spend five thousand dollars on them first (laughs) and i said maybe maybe i'll just like see how like my first little bit goes before um (laughs) i i I book my next year of personal training with you um but um uh yeah and then like you sort of just like walk into the gym nobody says a word to you so maybe you pop in some headphones or whatever and it's just it just feels super secluded Um, and I think one of the things I hear the most from new members and people sort of um, coming coming through the doors for the first time and trying CrossFit is sort of how welcoming um, that is when uh, mm-hmm. when when we know it can be pretty intimidating to, yeah. to start out. I did I did like a I went to like a regular gym over the Christmas break when I was at home on purpose. Yeah, because like the oh. box was closed. I went to just a regular gym with one of my best friends, and we're, we talk all the time, but it was still like awkward because he had his headphones in. Right. And like, I yeah. wasn't sure if I should put my headphones <laughs> in and if I should carry a conversation. Yeah. And then every time I would say something to him, he would have to pause Take his music. Take his headphones it was just like, out. Yeah. It's a weird scenario where it's like here, you know. You, we have those like we have like forty minutes of built-in yeah. conversation. Like meanwhile, we have to schedule time in our classes f- to like make up for that sort of conversation stuff because you get buffer time yeah, yeah. Yes. and then we and get then we lost. hit a 20 minute workout like today it's really hard and then talk again after yeah it's awesome it's basically it's like having a clubhouse you go hang out at um and you get fit at the same time yeah yeah that and that's why none of us still work our old corporate yeah clubs. definitely not this, and i remember last year after the first the first friday night lights of the open leaving here just high as a kite because of like the energy and the prs and the performances and like yeah. everyone like cheering for each other like vibrating going oh my yeah. god i just came home from work that's like, my job yeah like it was absolutely electric in here it was it was one of like the coolest things i've ever seen and and there are 
you know, for you guys, I know, and for me, um, especially like the life of an entrepreneur, there's hard effing days. There are oh, days yeah. that sometimes I'm like, why am I even here? <laughs> yep. um, but then you think back to watching, you know, uh, Sally get her first pull up or Bob PR his friend or somebody make a new best friend or somebody just come here and feel like, you know, they can talk about their crappy day. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's why we're still here. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. So we've got like a minute and a half left. Cool. Uh, well, why don't we uh, why don't we just call it there? Okay, and then yeah. maybe a future podcast we can talk about our plans and our vision for Marai. Absolutely. And where we're headed and yeah, where my where we see this going. Yeah. Cool. Um, I know because I know the three of us have regular meetings talking about this place and and how we want to make it better um, for our members and all all that kind of stuff and and where we want to go with it. So um, yeah, stay tuned and we'll definitely. Uh, have an episode where we we can dive into that for sure um so thanks again for listening uh guys uh episode two in the books stay tuned for more episodes uh moving forward like uh i said before we'll be releasing an episode every week um so bye from me and bye from eric bye from me have a good one guys